the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 7 There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. Hear the words of God in Solomon again. There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. A poor man can be rich in things other than money. Moses traded riches and pleasures for affliction and reproach. Why? Because he knew God's reward was better than Egypt's treasures. He chose God's poor people of Israel over Pharaoh's rich family. He knew this proverb. Consider Moses. He was very gifted from birth. He learned all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in words and deeds in Egypt. He had all the opportunities of the royal household of the greatest nation on earth. But at the prime age of 40, he made an important life choice. He chose the kingdom of God over the world. Did he lose? No way. He spent 80 years walking with God, heard, I am that I am, from a burning bush, saw the back parts of God's glory, talked with God face to face, and led God's people out of Egypt. His riches here and in eternity far exceeded Pharaoh's waterlogged body in the Red Sea and his demolished nation and the emptied treasury in Egypt. What costly choices have you made to follow Jesus Christ? None? Then you are not his disciple. According to Luke 14, verses 25 to 33, if you have not counted the price and paid it for discipleship, you are not his disciple. If you are not willing to count and pay a price, you do not even know him. The proverb describes two men. The noun, a man, and the pronoun, he, are to be understood twice in this verse. The figure of speech called ellipsis leaves out the words for beauty and force. With the words in place, the verse would read like this. There is a man that maketh himself rich, yet he hath nothing. There is a man that maketh himself poor, yet he hath great riches. The first man chose to be rich, but actually had nothing of value. The second man chose to be poor, but had true wealth. The lesson is the difference between worldly riches and heavenly riches. There are two kinds of riches under consideration. The first man chose worldly riches. The second man chose heavenly riches. The first man loses, and the second man wins. Heavenly riches are true wealth. What will you choose, dear listener? What are heavenly riches? Jesus called them true riches in Luke 16.11. They are the presence of God, the fruit of the Spirit in your life, wisdom and truth by His revelation, and eternal life in the world to come. Do these things mean anything to you? Are they the most important things to you in life? Satan does not want you to know about them, let alone experience and love them. Consider just a few of the comparisons in the book of Proverbs, where Solomon taught his son that some things are better than other things. He showed his son the true riches. He showed him that wisdom is better than money. Little with the fear of the Lord is better than treasures with trouble. 
A salad with love is better than prime rib with hatred. A little with righteousness is better than much with wrong. Humility with the lowly is better than wealth with the proud. A cracker with quietness is better than filet mignon with strife. Grasp these comparisons. They are lessons for learning true wisdom. Consider other comparisons. The exceeding and eternal weight of glory far exceeds short and light affliction here in this world. The pleasures of this life can be easily seen, heard, and considered, but God has prepared things that are beyond your senses if you love him. David, with kingly riches and pleasures, thought being a doorkeeper in the house of God for just one day was greater than living for years with the rich and famous. Psalm 84 and verse 10. Was he crazy or very wise? He was wise and he had settled on one thing for his life, the kingdom of God and the house of the Lord. Psalm 27 and verse 4. Paul, whose star was rising rapidly in Jerusalem, forsook it all to follow Jesus Christ. Though he suffered horribly for choosing Christ, he was confident of being crowned in heaven. He could not wait to be there. Dear listener, you must choose one. You cannot have both worldly and heavenly riches. Jesus said, No man can serve two masters. You cannot be a friend of the world and God. If you love the world, you do not love God. No man has forsaken the things of this life and not received more of those things here, and he will receive everlasting life in heaven. Almighty God has promised all the things others seek after if you will put his kingdom and righteousness first in your life. Matthew 6.33 Go ahead. Choose worldly riches. Think about it for a moment. Solomon described the man who sets his sights on riches and gets them in Ecclesiastes 5, verses 10 through 17. This man is not satisfied. Expenses rise as fast as his income, so he only gets to look at income, not enjoy it. He worries about it all the time. He tries to preserve it, but loses it anyway. He ends up with nothing to give his son. He goes to the grave just as he arrived in this world, naked. In effect, he has labored for the wind, and his whole life is darkness, sadness, and anger. Do you know what Solomon called it? Sickness. If you try to save your worldly life, you will lose it and your spiritual life. If you will lose your worldly life for Jesus Christ, you will gain both. The choice is simple, but the flesh is weak, the world is tempting, and Satan does not want you to choose true riches. What have you forsaken to obtain the true riches? Do you forsake pleasure and leisure on Saturday night in order to prepare for Sunday's assemblies? Do you forsake the passive entertainment of television to keep your eyes from sin? Do you forsake friends who steal your soul away from righteousness? Do you forsake family members who oppose your faith? Would you quit a job with much opportunity in order to be a better Christian? The Lord Jesus Christ left the riches of glory to become poor in this world. Why did he do it? Because his father asked him to do it, and he saw the enormous reward waiting for him in heaven. There is a day coming in which all the sacrifices of this life will be repaid infinitely. Believe it. Amen.